0: Say now you're tuned into the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncy. We are here at the Momentum Studios, myself, Spencer Shea. Yeah. And we got us a guest in the lab today, y'all. We got a guest on the lab. In the lab, he is the voice, the play-by-play voice of the Rip City Remix your Portland Trailblazers NBA G League affiliate, Gareth Kwok is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. <laughs> What's up? I appreciate y'all having me. Man, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. How you yes, doing? Sir. How you feeling?
1: I'm doing well, man. Yes. Yeah? It's, it's, it's an honor to be on the, the Wake Up and Win podcast. Glad to have
0: you here, that's man. A mi- that's
1: a milestone now. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> man, You and me,
0: I think. My my guy's here for a while. We got a busy month of March coming up, which we'll get into a little bit here shortly so man i'm like you're in town at, at around the time when we don't either have a game or you know we're able to come here sometimes we have to shuffle the podcast around because we might have a wednesday game whatever the case may be but it worked out it finally worked out and i'd rather i'd rather have you here in studio than us have you like call in oh this is legit yeah, yeah. for sure this, for this sure is, this is legit yeah yeah you know? definitely
2: definitely <laughs> how you doing spencer i'm doing really good man how you having, feeling, man? You had a long weekend. Oh man, dude. Emotionally, <laughs> you know, I fell off a cliff. <laughs> you know, and, and on top of that, I just eviscerated my voice. It's just now barely getting back. Yeah. I, I'm not I can't do that anymore. I'm I'm walking a fine line. What can't you do? Just shred Jim? my voice. Okay. I have to I have to take more care of it. Cause you know so I So you have, can't be a fan anymore, is what you I you're mean, me. I can be a fan. I think I just need to be a little bit more reserved. You know, because I was <laughs> You're ripping, bro. You you couldn't see me, obviously, because you were on the call, did a fantastic job. What we're referencing is the Northwest Conference. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. And Pacific women, which is, you know, probably my I mean, I'll just say right now, congratulations to them. And that's probably my all-time favorite basketball team. Is like that group of basketball players and that run. Just because I mean, obviously, like by virtue of being so close to the team and everything, but also just you know, they just had so much character, and, like, I just love the construction of the team and the history and blah, blah, blah. But got to the— Well, you grew up in Forest Grove, I too. also grew up in Forest Grove, and, like, that is something that I don't really, like, consider too much or, like, sort of implement into my, you know, carryings on about, you know, just— Calling games and getting into broadcasting, but like I really do love Pacific as a campus. I love that school. Yeah, I went there. My mom went there. My brother went there. I grew up in Forest Grove around that place. Yeah, it's a legacy. Seen, you it's know, a legacy, man. And like I really just I love the boxers, man. Yeah, and I love basketball. So, but we lost it for the third year in a row in the conference championship game on Saturday night. Yeah,
0: to get that automatic bid to the to the NCAA D three yeah tournament. It, yeah. That was that one stung though. It sucked. That one stung. That, it sucked. Well, well for for me, I was on the call for it. And, and shout out to Jeff Lucero, who is the play-by-play voice for Willamette Athletics. And uh, you know, obviously the week coming into the tournament. Once we knew that Willamette was basically gonna be hosting, cause it's a one site tournament, the hot the top seed host, essentially. And the last couple of years, the tournament had been played up in Walla Walla, Washington, which I wasn't going to Walla Walla, Washington. That's a five <laughs> six hour drive. I wasn't gonna make that one. Um, but this year, it was in Willamette, down in Salem, so um, I was able to, you know, take the hour trek down to Willamette, and I reached out to him, and he was very open to me being able to do it, reached out to who he had to reach out to at Willamette. Um, They allowed me to come in and join him on the broadcast throughout the conference tournament, so that was really fun. It was my first time. It might even have been my first time caught. Well, no, I caught one postseason game prior to that, but it was certainly leading up to championship day. It was the first championship game I'd ever been on the call for. I've caught a lot of games, and I've never caught a championship game since I've been a broadcaster. So that one was a big deal for me, obviously, and kind of Spencer alluded to the history. This was a team that has been to the conference. First off, they basically completely turned around what was a very shit basketball program. (laughs) They turned shit to sugar. Yeah, yeah. It was like the bottom of the conference. We were like, you know, we were a very bad women's. We had a very bad women's basketball team. Even when I played there, you know, and uh the men we were kind of more so middle of the pack. The women were like basically at the bottom. And then uh, you know, they come in, they right away we get a new head coach six years ago. Um, she brings in a star with her that basically transferred with her. Whitworth is a is a program that's in our conference that's always been pretty good. And so she was an assistant coach at Whitworth before transferring to – I mean, before taking on a head coaching job at Pacific and basically brought their best point guard with her to Pacific. So now we just get an injection of who ultimately became an MVP. It's an MVP caliber player, and she did go on to win an MVP at Pacific. And then she, like, brought in this phenomenal recruiting class that was a year under – the young lady that she brought in, Kami Aguinaldo, who transferred in. And so now you got Kami, who's now a vet in the Northwest Conference play because she had already played a couple years for Whitworth and was really good there. She's coming here to a program that basically is under an entire revamp. She's really good, and she's got these really four good freshmen that are coming to play with her, but they're still freshmen. You know what I'm saying? But they're freshmen with a very, very bright future. Um, So, you know, with Cammie, they were able to get back to the conference tournament for the first time because only the top four teams make it to the conference tournament. They were able to get back to the first time in over 10 years to the conference tournament as young underclassmen. And then what do you know, right after that season, COVID hits. So, It's 2020. The following year was the 2021 season. They played like nine or 10 games against just some of the local schools. But obviously everybody were able to get awarded another year for that. So then the last couple of years, their junior and senior seasons, technically not, you know, if you include the COVID year, um, they made it to the conference championship game back to back years. But we had another school called Whitman, who's been like a top 10 team in the country. All, you know what I mean? Like top 10 in the country during that time period. So we never were able to overcome them in those two championship games. And then that offseason, the four seniors decided to take advantage of that COVID year and come back this year and give it one final run to try to get over that hump, yeah. which was the conference tournament, which was the conference championship. Ironically, the team that they did, the, the team that they lost to in the conference championship, which was Whitman the last two seasons, was the team that they actually ended up having to play in the semifinal round this year rather than meeting them in the chip, and we beat them. Oh, okay. But in the championship game— I mean, I'm talking. check this out. Held them to two points
2: in the first quarter.
0: I mean, we were— <laughs> On them. We were on them. We were on them. So it's Lockdown looking defense. good so far. It's looking yeah. good. But, I mean— to him, I think, and I'll be honest with you, and I'm going to just go out and say it, I was a little concerned going into the championship game. Because while, yes, we locked Whitman down, this team has been ranked top 25 throughout majority of this season. As I mentioned, they've been a top 10 team over the last few seasons. They've kind of become a powerhouse at that level. The team that we beaten and the, in the semifinal years. rounds in the last two years to go play against Whitman in the championship was the team that we ended up having to play in the championship this year. So the same way we kind of had it out for Whitman, they've had it out for us because they've never made it to a conference <laughs> championship game the last couple of seasons because we beat them in those semifinal rounds to go play against Whitman. And so I call like... And I had told them ahead of time, like, I can only do the first game because I was already booked to do a DJ gig. And I was like, I'll come back and do the championship game Saturday. And so Jeff is like, dude, you could just sit here and stay for as long as you absolutely can. And I basically, like, called majority of the first half with him until we got to, like, the last media timeout of the first half. And I'm like, all right, I got to go. I probably should have been left, but I really got to go now because I got another (laughs) gig that I already um, had to go do. And... I'll be honest, that team that had it out for us, they were balling in that semifinal round. Now, we locked up, but we had not so great of an offensive performance in the semifinal round against Whitman that we won, but we locked them up, as he said, held them to two points in the first quarter, and this is a ranked team. Ridiculous. (laughs) This is a ranked team, regionally (laughs) ranked, nationally ranked, like, we held them to two, like, we were... But but offensively, we didn't it. erupt. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that Puget Sound team, I, I got to give them their credit. They erupted in that second semifinal <laughs> game against didn't. who was the number one seed in Willamette, who hosted. And they're doing that. They, we're a neutral site game, technically. And it's more so home-leaning for us because we're closer now to Salem than Whitman is that's coming all the way up from Walla Walla, where— Puget Sound had to play against the whole school. So it was packed out. It was decked out for the whole school because they made it. They're hosting, their whole student body is here. It's they're the local team. And Puget came out rifling in that game. So going into the championship game, I was definitely confident in us, but I was like, man, that team. That team looked to be a team on a mission, and they were, quite and, and frankly. Look, man,
2: incredibly long story short, it was, you know, it was devastating. but It was devastating. It was a great weekend just for Oregon basketball, period. Yeah,
0: it was. It was. It was devastating, though. Like, it, I kind of got, like, choked up. It, when you get to that mark, it's a close game. Oh, yeah. And
2: I like, cried all the way. As soon as he got, because he, I drove with him, as soon as he got to my car, and I just got to my car, I just cried from that moment to my doorstep. <laughs> Jordan <was>, meaning it? <laughs>
0: oh, dude. I'm just like, <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It, was, it was rough. I, I would say the hardest part was, like, when we're down four with four seconds left, and that timeout gets called. And that timeout gets no, called, it just, and you know. You see the
2: faces it's drop. It's over. You know what I'm they saying? And crying. it's like
0: the scene. And I'm sitting right next to the team's bench. So I see every one of their reactions as they come over. Because it was that like was we, we missed a shot, and then we had to foul them, and then they hit the two free throws to make it a two possession game. We call one more timeout. It's only four seconds left. And it's like it was just good night, like, Irene. it was good night. It was over with. What,
1: and was it like. You know, in one shining moment when they play it after the national championship, yes. and they got that one, like, 10 second segment where they just show everybody bawling yep, their eyes out yep. when they know it was,
0: just like, are, it was yep. just like that. It was just like that. It was just like that. It was every bit like that. before you knew it, the game
2: was over, and they're in the handshake line, and it's oh, just like yeah. the, the contrast of just the saddest faces you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And, and, and these the girls happy, that are just yeah. about to, it, like, erupt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're so happy.
1: They got to contain themselves
2: for 10 yeah,
0: seconds. Yeah, exactly. Right? No, exactly. Game, good game, and then they yeah, start and then they, and partying. Then they and they I sat there they by party. myself in
2: the stands for a good twenty minutes and watched, and them, just party. watched them party. Yeah, they party like too. I was like I played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it
0: was it was Yo, it was tough. Took Dude, it personally. Have you, have you
2: ever called a championship game? <laughs> oh man, I don't I don't think so. Or like a playoff it's game or like a postseason bro. game.
1: You know, I don't I can't recall because honestly the the baseball teams I've I've gotten a chance to. Broadcast over the summer. I don't know what's up with me. I don't know if it's my presence, but we've, <laughs> we've had some losing teams. <laughs> we've had some bottom of the barrel teams where you just go into the final few weeks. All right, all right, we're just gonna ride this, these next yeah. few weeks and play for pride. But yeah,
2: I, try to try to get better. <laughs> yeah,
1: try to get better. So, but I mean, that's that's what. That's what we do it for, right, to, to go to play and, and, and broadcast those those big moments, right? you know. And so that's it's all part of the process. Yo, I know yeah. you were
2: joking, but, like, and I'll ask both of you guys this. I, I know you were joking, but do you feel like when, you, when the teams that you're calling for, like, don't have success, do you feel like, ah, is there something that I can do or that I should <laughs> be doing that, like, or be saying or, like, thinking about, like, that, that make, I'll let you answer first you know understand like that you have feel like a responsibility?
1: Well, there have been like several times you could say, I'm trying to, like write the course of of history. Actually, this past uh, season, I was in New Hampshire broadcasting minor league baseball. and we didn't win a single extra inning game like all season. So I'm just trying to like rewrite the course. Do the broadcasters reverse jinx. The Fisher Cats have never won an extra inning game, yeah. all season. Trying to like basically reverse jinx this into something good. Sure, I think we it's, only ended up winning one game in extra innings, like a, a walk off fashion game. So, that was it, because uh, otherwise, oh man, it, it was heartbreaking every time you go into you go into extras and you just know like oh this is this not gonna, is not gonna yeah. it's, it's not gonna so go our famous. way. But you know, you it's it's funny because I'll say I'll say things that are you know what I think important on the broadcast that. Hey, this guy is, you know, perfect from the free throw line. I, I think I was just commenting on on Antoine Davis recently about how he hadn't missed a free throw, and then as soon as I said that, he, he missed his first free throw of yeah. the regular season after like twenty or twenty one attempts. Yeah, and so you could say that that instance I, was, I yeah. felt sort of responsible. My bad, Antoine. If he, yeah, <laughs> he's
2: just, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> that happens with free throws more than anything. It's like it's like almost guaranteed. Yeah. As soon as you mention it you're like yeah they're gonna
1: I, I feel a little responsible but okay. it, it it's just as part of the the profession it's just like he hasn't missed
2: oh and there there's his first miss. <laughs> well, I just I think about it like like me personally I know I need to get out of this but like I'm like if I was that athlete I would not give a shit what that person has to say that's broadcast like even if I'm cool or whatever and I liked the way like it would not affect me at all but it's like athletes, especially at, like, a high level, like, they use everything. And I'm like, well, maybe maybe it does. I, I don't know. So that's all I have to say.
0: I don't do it, and I think the reason why I don't do it is, like, don't get me wrong. Am I, I clearly was attached to this specific team. As I mentioned, I kind of got choked up calling that game because I'm watching their faces. I've been along this journey with them the entire time. So, like, it's almost nearly synonymous. My broadcasting career, at least live in-game broadcasting career, is, like, almost, like, synced perfectly with their careers. I think I started the season before that group got there, but then right after that, like after my first year, at least doing play-by-play, it was like play-by-play, I was just with them through and through. And so my entire time being play-by-play, I've been able to like be a part of their journeys this entire time. You're able to connect with people on that kind of a level. But what makes me not feel so responsible, I think, is that I do, even if I am a homer or have some homer traits and characteristics because I'm calling this same team every game and I'm only calling your team once or twice a year, I do try to play it fair. I attempt to call games as fair as possible and stay away from being a homer because one thing that I do hate is a homer. (laughs) And so for me, you know, like I said, I can acknowledge the moments where some homerism is coming out and I'm willing to acknowledge that over the broadcast but I try to stay away from that and just call games fairly and that way it keeps me just a little bit detached from maybe you know who it is that I favor because obviously Pacific that's not only who I work for, but it's my alma mater. So, of course, there's a level of attachment there where maybe like a Portland State, it's a little easier. Plus, it's TV, so they don't even want us to be on no Homer shit over there. Right. They're like, ESPN well, I, Plus, call it straight up and down, mm-hmm, you right. know? So I, I I'm able to I think people just don't talent. like
2: Homerism when it's, like, totally not, like— they're not, like— acknowledging what the actual facts of the situation are. Like, yeah, man, these guys are yeah. great. It's like, no, you've, you're you on, like, a 10-game losing streak or whatever. It's like, you know what I mean? When yeah. it's faking the funk.
0: And that's the hardest part. But people do that because yeah, do it's like the time. they it's, have a brand really to uphold. Wack. You know it's what I'm really saying? Wack. And I, I hate that part of the game. So I think what, what keeps me not feeling responsible, even though, like, I do feel like I'm a part of the culture of the program at large As far as the wins and losses, though, as that when I do call those games, I I try to call them fair. Mm. But I do connect, attach myself to the program where it's like when you hear a Pacific broadcast or a Portland State broadcast or a Remix broadcast, you're a fan of their broadcast, and obviously I'm the one sitting in the chair behind the mic and whoever my partner is. So I I do take pride in that in terms of my connectivity to these teams. Take pride in it. Take pride in it. But – Again, congratulations to them on a stellar career. I want to call them out. Sydney Gray, Riley Price, Briley Kovaloff, Alexis Intong. Y'all have been phenomenal in what you were able to accomplish. accomplish. For Pacific women's basketball is stuff of legends, and I'm very, very proud of all four of y'all deciding to come back together keep the core together and go for it one more time Damn. and you know Let came cry. up just Let me cry again <laughs> came, <laughs> came they came up just short, but I, I know it's built it's built a lot of character for them and, and what they've been able to kind of build and turn around has been, like I said, stuff of legends. So, you know, the the program at large, head coach Alicia Parker, congratulations to you for getting there one more time. Yeah. And I know you'll keep going, whether it's here or elsewhere. Um, but I believe it's going to be here. I'm not trying to ship hey, you off nowhere <laughs> but I just know like you're that good of a coach where other opportunities may present themselves because of what you've been able to do right. for this program at Pacific. And so I wouldn't be surprised if if that day ever comes. And so I, I want to acknowledge that just and as I'm much as I want to acknowledge that. I'd like you to stay <laughs> <laughs> selfishly but also like you know I, I want you to thrive Damn, because you're a heck of a coach.
2: I don't even want to think about that right now. All I know is I'm gonna be with the boxers next year, no matter
0: what. Yeah, for sure. We'll be there. We'll yeah. be there. We'll be around. That's all the right. plan. At I'm glad least. we got. I'm glad we got that out. Of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Pacific chest. Men yeah. too. <laughs> you know, they got to their yeah. first postseason. We gave them all those congratulations last week, but we did have to talk about that, that, that championship. Feels. Now, Gareth. Yes, sir. Let's let's get to you, man. Tell these tell these folks a little bit about you, your background. You know where you come from. Obviously, as I mentioned, you know I get to sit alongside you you know as as the analyst while you do play by play for the Rip City Remix and um you know just share a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, man. You know, originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, from the 925. That's right. That's you know, right. You know something a little bit about that, but um but yeah, this is something that I've I've wanted to do since I'd say I was 14 years old, you mm-hmm. know, before uh you know, I was really serious about broadcasting you know i wanted to play baseball baseball was my sport i was living and breathing the game but the problem was i wasn't growing i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> the uh, i wasn't catching up to my my peers and my teammates yeah. in, in size and stature and so it was sort of a reality check when your your parents are like all right let's uh, let's start to think about you're not going to make it champ <laughs> 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 let's start to think about your high school plans and <laughs> what you're gonna do in college. Yeah. And here I am, this you know, ba- barely five foot dude, 100 pounds at that time, right? Just like I'm not making it to the big leagues, Dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You said
2: yeah. I could be anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I was like, okay, that's like. At least yeah, he for kept real. it
2: real. Yeah. He kept yes, it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that's the most real. G. That's the most G thing. That's you G done,
0: bro. for sure. He
1: kept it real. He kept it honest, and I and I was like, okay. What what do I what passion do I have that I could translate this into a career? And I said, well, you know, maybe something with broadcasting with journalism because I genuinely enjoyed watching you know all Sports Center like daily and and seeing guys like S- Stuart Scott and 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 Scott Van Pelt and just the way they the way they were just doing those episodes right yeah, on a nightly basis. For I'm, sure. I'm watching you know my local Bay Area sports teams. And uh, I just thought, man, that that would be fun—just getting to call sports on on for a career. And you know, I would pretend to do it, you know, trying to make the the final final shot at the buzzer, right? So for me, that was the inspiration in high school. It, it started with just doing like public address announcing, uh, right?
2: So you got like right into it,
1: yeah. In in like in my freshman year, so just just doing. I think my first sport I
2: did was lacrosse. Wow, dang!
1: I I don't know anything. (laughs) I didn't know anything about lacrosse at that time, but it was just an opportunity presented itself from the athletic director and this senior try, you know, trained me, and you know, I I did like, I think just already a couple like minutes, and this senior's like, yo, then we got a natural here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, word. (laughs) We we got someone who already knows what they're what they're doing, and so. From doing that at high school to eventually going to to Arizona State to to uh, study sports journalism, but focus on play by play and you Cronkite.
0: Know, shout out to Cronkite out to the
1: Cronkite School and uh, shout out to Walter and um, <laughs> shout out to
0: Walter. <laughs> shout out to Walter. <laughs> Big Wall himself, huh?
1: I th- Yeah, just getting to do all those reps, you know, at at the college level. Yeah, you know, doing reps at the radio level doing uh, TV-slash-live streaming with the Pac-12, um, RIP soon, but uh, the yeah. Pac-12 collaboration with the, our school to do some live streams. That was just the most beneficial part, I think, of my education was just getting to call Pac-12 athletics. Yeah. Like, this is Power 5 legit, you know, athletes and competition. Yeah.
0: Um future and, pros and the whole yeah, bit. It's a exactly. real thing. Yeah.
2: You're like you're going to be like inextricably bound to the history of the sport, whether you like it or not. Absolutely. Like you're gonna be a part of that fabric just based on like the platform, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and you just get to see you get to see some some dudes that are gonna make it to the either to the big leagues or to the NBA or to the NFL. I mean that that for me was why I wanted to go to a school with with power five, Pac-12 you know ties while staying relatively close to home in the you know being from the bay area so that that's that's where it all came from really the the spark and and now i'm just really grateful to be in this position that i'm 24 just turned 24 in november and just uh getting the call rip city remix (laughs) basketball
2: because you don't even know bro because like i'm trying to get good you know and i've only been doing it a couple of years and like I'll I'll, I'll give you the real spiel, man. Like, this guy, you know, because this is my guy, guy. He calls me up, and he goes, hey, man, I got a list. I got sent a list. Yeah. They said we should, you know, he said I should check these guys out. Like, do you want, you should come over and check it out. So I was like, of course. And so we came. Kicked it in an undisclosed location in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> and we and we top bust, secret and we busted, <laughs> and we busted out the reels. Yeah, and when I first heard, I mean, it was immediately. We yeah. both immediately were like, "This is the guy right here." And just based on what I had heard from, like what I had heard from you on those like moments. I thought that I was like yeah he's a, a guy who's our age and he's whatever. Yeah. And then it's like I I couldn't I couldn't have been days later when I found out I was like oh yeah he's 24 years old. Yeah. yeah I'm like a I'm young tr- guy. You know, but I was like <laughs> I <had laughs> to, should have been one of the, bro, the youngest. Bro, I'm you the, have no reals. idea dude like the 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 mix of emotions that I felt just like internally. I was like oh he's like Almost 10 years younger than me, and he's just so yes. much better than me. <laughs> I was like, I because I really thought I had something for a second. I was like, damn, I think I could jump in and be dope. And then I heard, I was like, dude,
0: yeah, no, future's I bright.
2: Immediately, I was like, I got so much work to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. When we like, first, yeah, because again, as he said, we when we first got to hear your reels, it was like, oh, this dude, he's got he's it. Very and good. I didn't even know your age at the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just like oh, this dude, he's hes the real thing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And obviously before ever meeting you and all those things and it's like, to hear you even say that 24, I mean, I'm 31 now, 31 now, yeah. and it's like, you know, we're sitting right next to each other, but it's it's interesting it's an interesting dynamic for me because I'm I've been that guy you know what I'm saying I've mm-hmm. been the guy working with guys that are 15 20 25 years older than me and so this is the first time that I'm sitting next to somebody that's like oh he's younger than me and he's cooking just as good as you know <laughs> as the older cats be- are cooking and it's like yeah man your future's bright bro you got a bright future it. in it I appreciate yeah. it
1: and it's funny because you know I I'd say baseball is a sport that I have more experience, and just because I've played, yeah, I, I understand it more, and was, the terminology yep. comes naturally. But I got to tell you what, man this this basketball thing is is, is pretty damn fun. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's it <the> is <laughs> it, it might be more fun than baseball, and I, I it's just the G League they play so fast, and yeah. everybody everybody can play. I mean, those are all NBA caliber athletes. It's just unfortunate that there's only so a certain amount of spots, yeah, per team, right? And um, you know, and I, it's just. It's just wild too, because you know, I hadn't had that much basketball experience to be quite honest. You know, maybe yeah. I'd done like seven or eight games in in college because it's you're competing with a bunch of other students. Yeah, there's everybody wants to do a- Arizona State basketball, and it's you rotate. You know, you're maybe doing only one or two games a year, and it didn't help that COVID too. Right? You know, yeah, while a, you were in college, threw a wrench into that. Yeah. So you know, I no, I still. You know, I I appreciate the the feedback. I still think I have a lot to learn, and that's in the this. beauty of well, it, though. Yeah. Of course, I mean, obviously, but, you know. <laughs> that, that's the beauty of it. But but, but at it's the same also
2: time, a competitive sport. And so <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean. Yeah. So you're assessing each other and yourselves on that like level of like kind of like how the athletes do it, bro. You yeah. know,
0: you do. Well, it's like I mean, like I said, my first time obviously being able to hear hear you like doing basketball was a Pac-12 game. It was, like, on on your website or whatever. They, like, Mm -hmm. sent me your website. And, like, I'm like, okay, I'll check them out. Obviously, we didn't know each other, hadn't met each other. And so, like, just being able to hear you call that even, it was like, for me, I don't as much care, especially from a basketball standpoint, like, I know kind of as an analyst, that's kind of my job is to know the basketball stuff <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> and I also, because I've been around that, I, I know that most play-by-play guys call a wide range of different sports. So it was never about like the basketball knowledge itself that I was kind of like looking into and you know, when I got to listen to you and hear you. For me, I just love a good flow. I think a good flow mm-hmm. is everything and somebody that could be like just... They flow well. They're easy on the ears. They're not like obnoxious or any of those things. Like, and they just know how to just drive it at a steady pace and just. And then we'll be able to, from there, once we kind of learn each other's pace and, and how we rock, we'll be able to kind of, you know, improvise, if you will, and be able to kind of get into our bag and allow our our personalities to shine through for whatever it's worth. But for you, man, you just got such a good flow and a solid flow. And, and I do think that a lot of that comes from reps. <laughs> like you said, you've yeah. been doing this stuff since you were 14 years old, whether it's PA, putting a headset on, calling. How many different sports we were talking before we were on Ooh. air? how many. Different Different sports have you called? Count them out, bro.
1: We got. Let's see. We got baseball, basketball, football, soccer, uh, tennis, (laughs) (laughs) tennis. That's five. We have wrestling, water polo, hockey. Eight
0: reps. Eight. That's reps. reps. And that's where flow comes from. You know what I mean? And I've gotten to learn that. Obviously, starting off as an analyst and then like jumping straight into doing play-by-play. Because, I, you know, I've done play-by-play for basketball, but when I really started to realize that flow does matter was when I started doing football play-by-play. And yeah. once I started doing football play-by-play, and while, yes, the pace of the game is drastically different because basketball is just kind of a constant up-and-down flow where football is start, stop, start, stop, start, start stop, boom, stop, start, stop. You know what I mean? It's like I realized that, oh, my flow... And my cadence is kind of the same in both sports. And that's when I kind of learned just by default, you know, and, and just having my feet in the fire is like, oh, reps really are everything because your cadence can stay the same across sports. But then, you know, after you get kind of that cadence and that flow, you can start to bring in the bells and whistles, if you will. Yeah. And your cadence and your flow, just it just stands out, dog. And, and now – I've even gotten to see from the beginning of this season to now, now you're starting to add more bells and whistles. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, when we first started, we didn't know each other. We didn't really, you know, we heard each other, but we didn't know each other. We kind of just got through in the fire, and it's like now that we kind of know each other's flow, we know each other's kind of, you know, patterns of, 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 of speech, if you will, like, now you can just kind of get your shit off, and your personality bro, starts yeah. to ooze yeah, out, you got, and you're, you're legit, yeah, y'all dog. Were, y'all were locked in. You, y'all were locked in
2: by Thanksgiving, bro. I was, I was, bro. I was like,
0: yeah, "This is, is going to work."
2: That, I, that Kobe, that Kobe and Shaq meme. That, you know? Right,
0: right, <laughs> exactly. <locked> <laughs> I, I do think we were locked in by Thanksgiving to like maybe people that are tuned in because we made it work because we both gotten a lot of reps. But I think the feeling to me kind of came in more like. We had some, like, early December games, you know, after we kind of got through. Because our first games, we had, like, how many? We had, like, five games in seven days or something like that. Yeah, five games
1: in, like, eight or nine days, I want to say.
0: So it's like having that many games in that many days to start the season, it was almost like it felt like at least we were just trying to get through game to game to game to game game without fucking up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then... Once you kind of get through that stretch and that patch, and then you could kind of just relax a little bit. He goes back to the bay. I go back to the drawing board. And then when we came back together, it was like, "All right, we've been here before, man. Let's rock!" And then from there to me, that's when it it felt like we've been able to kind of take off.
1: And and kudos to you too, because I mean, we we talked about it too, you know, in our conversations when we had, you know, we've gotten some meals together. But just you having that play-by-play experience just yeah. you've done it before i mean th- that's just the the hardest part is be- the, just having that chemistry between one another is knowing when to get in and get out yeah you know for and, sure and for sure and one of my biggest pet pee- pet peeves is you know when you know an analyst is stepping on your toes i say yeah or, you know you know kind of you two are say something at the same time by accident and it's just the way you you know you kind of iron that out is just from from reps, but also for your sake, yeah. you know, you having already done play by play and knowing when basically I'm gonna wrap up my point right. so you can interject. For sure. You know, that that makes that makes it already a hundred times yeah. easier. So I, I, I kudos to you, man. Appreciate
0: also. that. Appreciate I do think there's an element too where it's like on the reverse end, as the analyst, because I've done play by play, I understand that. Sometimes, and 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 I'll give a I'll give a shout out to Lamar Hurd as well because I had a conversation with him coming into the season. Sometimes both positions bleed over because you're still calling the game live as it's happening. So sometimes I may be in the middle of a point as the analyst, but if I don't wrap up my point. It's just gonna sound, it's just not gonna make sense. It's gonna be like fragmented sentences. And yeah. so sometimes I still need to get through wrapping up that point and then obviously calling exactly what's happening still alive in the moment quick and then just getting it back to you to be able to just keep driving this thing forward because again, it sounds like real broken up and fragmented. So I, I think that was a real cool piece of advice that I was able to get from her is like, have that conversation with him that like, yo, I am i don't want to do your job. I don't want to step on your toes. I don't want you to step on mine. So don't ever feel that way if it happens from time to time just naturally. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's been one of the great things working with you is like naturally it's just been all right. It's no ego in this. We just want to do a great broadcast. <laughs> yeah. yep. Hey, I can do this. I, I've done play-by-play before, but I don't want to do it here. But every once in a while, the moment may call for me to just do something. But I promise you I'll get out of it as quick as I can to get it back to you to be able to do what it is that you do. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's very important for flow and for broadcasters because a lot of broadcasters really don't like each other. Like that, like working with each other because they deal with these egos and stuff like that. So I think it was real cool to be able to, you know, call up and and I was able to talk to to Lamar. I know you were able to like, you know, shadow Travis who does, you know, the radio play by play for the Blazers. And I think it's real cool that we've been able to kind of have those outlets as well. And, and and they've they've they fed us the right way for sure.
1: Yeah, just another aspect I want to touch upon too. Like everybody at the Blazers has been so accommodating. Great. Since you know this whole thing has started. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Travis. I mean, I didn't even reach out to him. He reached out to me. Yeah. Before our first, you know, couple games, and said, "Hey, welcome to Rip City. Welcome to Portland. Let me know if I can do anything for you." For sure. And I mean, just again, I didn't. Have, he didn't have to do that. Right. You no, know, he really right. didn't. But. I mean, just in and for your sake with Lamar and his advice. Yeah, I mean, just first class. That's all
2: first I can say. class. First, first class.
0: You look like you pondering over there, bro.
2: Dude, I'm just I get to sit here and, and kick <laughs> it with you guys and listen to you talk. Like, I'm so fu- I'm so spoiled rotten, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like, I've been I've been doing you know because I I gotta be honest, dude. Like I hear the ego thing and it cracks me up because I'm you know what I'm saying I've been really singing and performing music for a long time, so. Uh, t- truth be told, without trying to, like, you know what I'm saying, sound whatever, but when I when I was, when he was like, do you want to do this? I was like, Psh, I'll smoke that. Yeah, yeah, give me a microphone right now. Let's go. And then I started doing it, and I was like, all right, not so fast. Yeah.
0: This is pretty, this is pretty <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's actually <laughs>
2: tough. And that was the best, and that's the best thing about it because I've never felt that kind of like, I mean, and working with this fool is great because it's like, I never feel that way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, right away, you know, him doing play-by-play and then me just, like, having no, you know, prior sort of exposure to that, he was just like, dude, he, he, for just dead balls, made shots. That's you it. hang out right there. And then <laughs> and then he was just like, if you don't know what to say, just use the the information that you have, at the, like, whatever basic information you have about the players or about whatever, just start there. Yeah. You know, baby steps. And I was like, oh, okay, word. And then, you know, you start to, like, feel it. You know, it's like playing in a band. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, we're jamming now. Okay, yeah. okay, this makes sense. And then it, in no time at all, I started smoking that shit. Truth be told. But it really is, like we were talking about before we started the podcast, it is a performance, man. Like you've been a performer it is. since you were in high school, performing this stuff, man.
1: Yeah, it, you're putting on the show. I mean, it's, it's funny because, I mean, I, you just got to put on a, a different personality, I guess you could say. But, you know, without. You know, you still got to be yourself in a way. But, you know, for two and a half hours, I was telling you before, it feels like a blur sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know, especially sure. with, with what's going on, what you're talking about when you have guests, you know, on the broadcast too. It's just happened so fast. It happens fast. And and, and it doesn't help to like the G League. And you come from college too, basketball where there's a lot of half court offense and yeah. like G League. They're just flying back and forth end to end you gotta you're you're talking to this guest of the that's sponsoring the the game for the day yeah yeah and it's just i mean it's it's it all happens so quickly but you can't let that deter you You yeah you can't let it deter you you still got to do the job at hand and that's you know be an entertainer you know inform the the audience and uh and, and just have fun with it.
0: That That's the biggest thing, man, is I feel like the the problem that a lot of people have is that they don't re- just recognize it for what it is, and it is entertainment. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. just yeah, too, be bro. loose and have fun with it. Everything else will work itself out as long as you basically just keep doing it and getting right. the reps. But like it's one of those jobs where you don't have to take yourself too seriously. And I love that. And and that's something that I think is at least for me translated over from being an athlete and playing ball is like, you know, you you work so hard to be as good as you possibly can and play at the highest level possible and be at your best. But when it's, when the lights come on and it's game time, like, All of that stuff is just stuff that you rely on and believe in your ability to do because you drilled it so much. But you got to be able to really let loose and go have fun out there or it'll stifle your performance. You know what I'm saying? Like if your mentality is... Oh, I have to do exactly what it is that I did a thousand times in drills. Well, that might not work because that, that defender, there's somebody <laughs> yes. out there that's that's ready to cut that off yeah, and it's... cut that water off. So you gotta be able to improvise and flow. You know flow what I'm state, saying? And yeah. have fun flow with it, state. and 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 lean on those fundamentals and all of those drills to allow you to be able to do that at a level that's that's natural because I know if I need to counter I know I've been I've been countering time and again in drills I know that you know if I need to just do whatever it is that I need to do. Like the drills have have given me a foundation. Now I'm out here to perform like less flow and less rock and go where the game takes us. And I feel like that's one of the things I love about crossing over from like being an athlete to now broadcasting for a career. And then there's also just flat out the broadcaster's adrenaline. Like, I get an adrenaline rush calling games. (laughs) It's unlike any other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you can speak to this too, Spencer. I can see it. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like,
2: I mean, it's just like jumping off stage after like a three-hour performance, you know? It's like, you're just like, I'm, dude, it sucks because you're really just like, there's a part of you that's like, I'm the fucking man. For sure. I just murdered this (laughs) shit. I just put on this shit. And, and, you know, and then you got to be like, oh, wait, actually. It's just like a constant, like, Building up and then stripping down and destroying of your ego, just like over and over again, and that's why yeah. I like basketball so much because it's like it's that every twenty four seconds.
0: Yeah, you yeah. like,
2: Build this thing up and then just oh, now that doesn't mean anything anymore. They're coming back the back other way. Other, yeah, and then boom, that's yeah. over, gone, never even really happened technically, and then you're just like, oh my god, constant. I love it, dude. It yeah. is. It's like no, high. Great. Oh, It's <laughs> Straight great. Up, it's
1: it's a, it's unlike any feeling. Yeah. When you you finish up, I think we've had. a, an overtime game yeah we did Terrence Davis hit the yep. hit the game winner in OT and I think after you know once we signed off and you know Devon and I we took the headset off and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like oh that was fun <laughs> that was fun yeah <laughs> that, was, that was
0: fun it's like a roller coaster ride Literally, almost like <laughs> a, it was like a two
1: and a half hours solid yeah. roller coaster ride for sure and with some loop de loops in between. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Back and forth, just the game just being all over the place. And again, you can never predict what's going to happen next. Like you said, you got to have short term memory. Whatever happened in the past happened, whether it was a successful or a failure. The next play is coming right up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And don't it's like, it. don't miss it, or it'll be another failure, and they'll start to compound. And next thing you know, you're getting your ass whipped. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got to just keep, you got to keep track of are the worst
2: moments, dude, when you're like <laughs> on a Brock, like early on, you know, and you first start doing it. You're like, you just feel yourself slipping away. And yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. It okay, happens. No way. It happens. Wait. It's like quick saying, like, please, I can do this.
0: Garrett, that happened to me so many times. I-, I-, I want you to talk about a little little. little bit the the differences for you because you've done minor leagues you've done minor league baseball you've done minor league basketball now what's kind of the differences that you see within the sports of baseball and basketball clearly the MLB and the the NBA um, in terms of just your experience and and Kind of how the ecosystem works from a broadcast standpoint, and then even obviously of course, from which you get to see firsthand on how how it impacts the athletes and their journeys
1: yeah i'd I'd say the the biggest difference and observation i've had is i think just pace you know with with baseball it's the sport is really a it's a medium for storytelling, there's a lot of dead time, and even with you know the pitch clock that's been implemented, you still have you know, a good, you know, 15, 20 seconds in between pitches to talk about the player and to talk about what's, you know, how they've been doing and their, their story Uh, in the G league, you know, I, you know, I'll fill out my, my, I'll do a bunch of preparation and and have stories ready on these guys, you know, and and maybe out of that, all that preparation I've done, I use only 15 or 20% of it because. The game is so fast. It's so (laughs) damn fast. I mean, these guys are just flying up and down the floor. And, you know, again, like I said, coming from a college background where there's a lot of half court sets, there can be a lot of fouls and free throws. And in the G League, you know, we have the one free throw rule. Yeah. And so free throws are actually the best time to talk about a player because there's that's that's. Where the dead time is, for you know. Sure, when everybody's sure. standing there and you're just waiting for this guy to make his free throws. But because there's only one free throw until the final uh, two minutes, you can't really squeeze in too much. Yeah. You gotta and I think that's where I'm starting to figure it out. Like, okay, if I wanna tell, you know, a story, I gotta say this like within ten seconds. Like I gotta yeah. say I gotta <laughs> say the most important stuff, yeah. Uh within ten seconds. Um I can't go you know, too far back because then I'm not gonna be able to give myself enough time to sure. to get back to like the present day. So I gotta come up with like the Spark notes, Spark Notes version.
0: Yeah, 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 of, yeah,
1: yeah. Of these of these opposing players or whether it's
2: a remix player. Um so how do you do like do you go like this is a story that I wanna tell and then I'll just figure out how to condense it, or do you go like this is like the punchline or like the point of what I'm trying to make and I'll start from that point and then just be like, look, maybe I could just hopscotch back a little bit. That's that's what I'm curious. Like when you're saying I choose, you say I write stories that you want to tell about the players. Like what do you, you like, how do you decide what you want to say about what player? Yeah. You know what I, I mean,
1: yeah, I think it's just whatever I find the most interesting. Just when I, you know, I'm reading articles and, and doing research online, something that is going to be quick, but, Will be something like, "Hey, that was I didn't know that, you know, that was that's pretty cool," um, you know. And again, it's it's hard because there's just little time to do it, uh-uh. and yeah, and that's where. But hey, you know, we were talking about I think the other day Tajay Moore and his, and his dunking ability. Well, yeah, I, I was able to bring up a note. Well, hey, he he won a slam dunk contest while he was in college at, at Houston. So that was a little tidbit. Um, you know, we were able to just kind of share that.
0: And like we were talking about, it's
1: you just got to find those moments without, yeah. without
0: forcing it to. One thing I think you're really good at is kind of staying on, on this beat here is you also still have a partner as well. So you never know what it is that I'm going to say next. And I might have my own information for whatever that's worth that I might spew out over the broadcast. And one thing you're really good at, especially when it comes to having that prep and where you say you might only use 15 to 20% of it, but the fact that you have as much information as you have is I can bring up a random point or a fact about a particular player, and you can just go in-depth about it off of whatever it is that I'm saying. And so, like... That's where, even though all of that prep isn't particularly being used, the fact that like we could be talking about a guy and then I can make a point that you have no idea because you can't be in my head reading my mind uh, knowing what it is I'm going to say next. (laughs) 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 Knowing knowing what it is that I'm about to say about this player and then I say something about the player and now, obviously, things go back to you and you can just kind of elaborate on it and and, and really kind of fill out the point that i make because i'm trying to get in and out of there as quick as possible so you can continue to drive and flow this thing and like you're really good at being able to just kind of like put the bow on it in terms of like closing out a point that i may have made with all of the information and in the prep that you already have
1: yeah and and it goes back this goes back to the original point you made about differences between calling minor league games and calling games here in the g league cuz in the minor leagues You know my first, my first team out of college, I was the only broadcaster, no partner. Yeah, I was doing these. I was doing seventy four, seventy (laughs) five games by myself, basically six days, six days a week. And you know, with minor league baseball, you know, you have to put on a lot of hats. You know, you're 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 basically the PR coordinator. You're doing some marketing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're if it's rain, if it's gonna rain you're you're basically a temporary groundskeeper to get the tarp on Damn. tarp on the field so that's everybody's job in in minor league baseball yeah um when you hear that when you hear, get that text that say hey we got to put on the tarp is like all right we're ta- taking off you know our polos and our our, our khakis and we're throwing on our our, our <laughs> almost yeah. like our bathing suits and getting on shorts and t-shirts cuz this 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 cell this this storm is coming in for sure um but yeah that just again you know Calling games by yourself, it's hard. So you it's don't hard. have you. So
2: you didn't have anybody in your ear doing those minor my, league my games. My first, no, no, no one
1: in my in my ear. You know, nobody really to to go back and forth. You know, I had right. some, I had a couple partners at at home, but you know this this most uh, recent season in New Hampshire, like on the road, I'm by myself. So I'm calling nine innings. This is a. You know, I'm doing the pregame show. I'm doing the postgame show. This is like a three and a half hour broadcast. Yeah, that's by myself. Insane, bro. And that's insane. Bro. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's funny. It's like, how am I going to get through a three and a half hours of airtime? Yeah. But you just, I don't know. You, it's funny how baseball works. Like, just talk about the weather. You know, you talk about what you see. Uh, you know, what like the uniforms. You just talk about what the what the fans are doing. Yeah, yeah. it's just. It's just I think it lends itself to that more so than basketball. But again, these are different mediums. That was a radio setting. This is TV. Yeah, I got the best partner right now in the in the G. That's right. And likewise, likewise. And we and we just can go back and forth and just talk about basketball. Um, You know, I'm sure it would be different if I did baseball and it was on the TV setting with a partner. But I haven't really gotten a chance to experience that. But now that I've been able to compare the two, I mean. It's just so much more fun to talk with a partner and and just you can go back and forth with somebody.
2: You know, talking to yourself gets tiresome at times, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's learned recently. It is
2: it is tough. I mean, but but you know, I blast through stuff because, you know, that's the craziest part about it, is it Pacific. I started doing color right away. I never did play by play. And it's just the whole time. I mean, definitely through last season, I was just like, I would just constantly be like, Why am I? Well, this guy played for the school. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm supposed to be the in-depth analysis <laughs> sitting next to this guy. Just so many times, my, in my position mind, I'm like, was my this position. So stupid. <laughs> but, you know, like I settled into it, but I, I just it's such, it's so much of like a I just I just really want to try to get good at it. And I and I appreciate baseball because some of the baseball announcers, some of the great baseball announcers of like history are they're like. Forget being a broadcaster. These dudes are top-tier storytellers. And baseball just gives you that space to be yeah. that type of storyteller, you know? And like sure. that. That, to me, is, like, what interests me so much and, like, I would say the most at, in broadcast is, like, I want to, like, you know, like, find the heart of some stories and, like, really, like, tell them and like get everyone to be like, we're all, we're all getting to, you know what I mean? Like I'm telling, and we're all telling the story right now together. Like let's do that. Like, and and I, and I, you know, as a broadcaster, you get to be the conduit of that. And so it's just so much like, that's what really, really compels me to want to keep doing It's like, I want to tell like really, really good stories, you know?
1: And I'm sure the, the ladies at, at Pacific women's basketball, like deeply appreciated, you know, the work that you two did because, you know, I mean, they're 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 otherwise not getting that coverage, but you're you're basically their voice, and you're, yeah. you're telling their stories and sharing what otherwise wouldn't be so. So, I mean, that's why I, sometimes it's so fun. And they're just the best moments are when you get family and that reach out yeah. and say, yeah. "Hey, I yeah, we we really appreciate what you're yeah. doing, and we love you." You know, talking about our son or our <laughs> yeah. daughter. Yeah, yeah. And that's, <laughs> those the are best. Best. It's and it's, the best, and it's dude. and it's usually you know again from a, a smaller setting. Um, yep. and, and that's just how it goes. But I mean, I think they, that those are sometimes the best, um, experiences versus, you know, doing, you know, a, a power five school or yes. any other bigger, bigger yep. thing because it it's, gets kind of saturated, but you know, who you're getting, you know, who your listeners are there Yeah, and you know, they're just getting the coverage that they, that they deserve um, and I, I I'm, I'm mm. glad, I'm glad you're able to experience that.
2: I mean, and I'm, I'm so, like I said, I'm just so spoiled and like lucky. Like you guys are seriously good, man, and like I'm such a huge fan of the Blazers and like the G League. You know, being this brand new thing that like my dog is in, and I like getting to kick it with you here now because like that's what we talk about yeah, on the podcast for sure. Like, that's what we use the podcast for is to be able mm-hmm. to like tell the story and, like, jot it down in a way, you know? So it's, I, I just, I, thanks for fu- thanks for coming, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it, it's crazy, though, because that, to me, is the biggest reason why, I mean, I still obviously do this podcast, but, like, my start in the sports media industry was talk radio. So I was doing, I was on 750 The Game, you know what I mean, five days a week, three hours a day, 9 a.m. to noon, you know what I'm saying? And so when I was doing that, I thought I liked doing that because you look at those ratings and you see how many hundreds of thousands of people are tuned in at different parts of the show. And, like, that just sounds bigger when you can attach numbers like that to that. But And I loved every bit of doing that, don't get me wrong. But when I got laid off from radio and I decided to go into in-game broadcasting, it was the personal interactions that I would start to have with these coaches and with these parents and the families of these players that, again, would like show their appreciation and their gratitude. I mean, I just had it last week because we've been having senior weekend. And so it's like that for me made it to where I never applied for a talk radio job again after that, although I was your age at the time. Doing talk radio in a top 25 media market, I should have easily been able to go elsewhere and and get another job doing that. But for whatever reason, you know, I I decided to go back and partially because we were already in the middle of the season when I got laid off. Most of the time when folks get laid off, like season's over with, it's the summer. All right, I think we want to go a different direction because our partners are – At that time, it was the Ducks, and we want to make sure everything is tightened up for when Duck season comes around. I got laid off in, like, (laughs) early December, where it's like Duck season was wrapping up.
2: Enjoy your Christmas, Devon. Yeah, it's like Duck season was wrapping
0: up, but it's like we still got the Blazers here. (laughs) It's like like, we still got the Blazers. like we're mid-season of the Blazer season right now, and it's like— oh, you're laid off. So for me, like, it was like... Like, we still have the Blazers. You don't. Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's like, anymore, usually don't. that happens once <laughs> the season ends. It's like, all right, right, we want to go our separate ways so we can be able to prepare for the next, like, sports year, if you will, you know, especially here in this market, that being primarily football and basketball. And so, um, yeah, like I said, just going back into that, And kind of having those interactions, I mean, with other coaches who are actually watching the film and coming to you like, man, y'all do a great job. Like, you're one of my favorite teams to scout because I get to hear you on the broadcast or folks, parents and families coming into town on senior weekend. And that feeling that I got from that is the reason why I never tried to get a talk radio show again. And I just was like, you know what? I just want to continue to build Doing this sort right. of like live in-game broadcasting. All right,
2: this might be a big question. But what what was what's like your dream scenario job? Like, what is it? Like there's gotta be something that like if you're like, if I could do this, I feel like I've reached the mountain. Mm. You wanna so go first? first?
0: No, you go first, because I don't <laughs> have my answer yet.
2: <laughs> Man, I mean any
1: I think you know, being from being from the Bay Area and um, you know, my first love was baseball. You know, this is again, my dream job back then. Right. And it might still be, I, I still, you know, not, not exactly sure, but, you know, uh, to be the voice of the San Francisco Giants. Cause that was, that was the team That's, I grew up I watching. Like say that, that was a team I grew up watching literally every day. Uh, you know, yeah. during those, when they won those three championships in five years and, you know, that was a sport I was playing every day with my friends and, and I was pretty serious about trying to play, you know, in college or so before, you know, I, 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 I never grew. And and that's another conversation for later, but I mean, look, if it's with an MLB team, if it's with an NBA team, uh, um, like
2: doing like for the hometown.
1: Yeah. Man. For a hometown. Like, and, yeah, that's and like, I, I, yeah. that I think would be more fun than, than doing network. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed to that at all too, for you know, sure, doing like sure. CBS or, or Fox, but You know, when you're with a team, you really get to connect with the players, the coaches, the staff. Uh, And that's I think that's the best part. You know, and when I was in New Hampshire and I'm traveling on the bus with the with the players for the first time, I mean, they didn't really know that at first. They're like. Oh, you're you're actually with us. You yeah, know, you're you're, yeah. you're you're part of the squad. For I was sure. Like, yeah, I'm 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 staying in the same hotel with you and everything. We're we're gonna have a good time this week in in Pennsylvania or whatever. It's like instant respect.
0: Yeah, that's and, true. And so I I think Very that true.
1: you can get that over anywhere else in broadcasting if you're just with the team. Yeah. So you know, for me, whether it's in Major League Baseball with the Giants or whether it's in the NBA or just I just want to be with the team that you know, wants me and I can do my thing. Um, But I mean, that's, that's, we're just trying to keep climbing the ladder and hopefully make that dream come
0: true. For me, I would, I would have to say network. I would rather like a dream job for me would be, to go network. I'm I'm so big on TNT and, and what it is that they do, you know, from a basketball standpoint, of course. Like I, I'm cool with what ESPN has going on with Stephen A and you know, that whole crew over there and and, and Will Bond and, and so on and so forth, but TNT to me has not only the best they have first and foremost, they have the best studio show in North American sports. Facts. <laughs> easy <laughs> like i'm not going to say the world because i know soccer's probably got some crazy t- studio shows that i never even heard of before that are huge and that's not the world that i really come from but like nba on tnt it, to me is like no like it is the epitome of like what broadcasting should be in my eyes and obviously that's that's going network um in that regard and i and i and i personally Every bit as much as I do like being sitting on that floor and kind of being, you know, live in game broadcasting. I really like studio shows. I like being in studio. I'm a fan of like being on a set, a studio set. This I really wants to get makeup put. I, on I, I like it. <laughs> I like it, dog. Have I like, like it. Uh, the, ta- the talent is coming I like it. I, saw, yeah, I yeah, enjoy yeah, that. I enjoy the studio set. You, like. you know, I'm, I've <laughs> I've done it quite a bit. I do it every year with like the Street Roots Family right, Breakfast, right. and then like my first time experiencing it. With somebody else, I did it with Maggie Vespa, who who's now shout out. Well, yeah, shout out to Maggie Vespa, who's now with NBC. You know what I mean? Network Universal. She's network. she's doing her thing at the network level. But yeah. it was like I remember the feeling that I got doing that with her. And it was like it was a push because she already was on her way to going network. And I was just like. Hanging, like you know what I'm saying. I'm just, I just work for the local newspaper, and I'm just about to hop on this broadcast with you, and like you're already a pro, and I can't let this thing dip. But it was like we held it down; it went really well. You had like all the elected officials saying that we need to get a TV show together, or a morning show, or whatever the case may be. And I remember the feeling that I got from like being in studio with her, and that's always kind of stayed with me. So I would say network because Mm. I want to be able to get some of the studio access as well as. That live in game access too, but but NBA on TNT is is just I, the best. Platform. That's my favorite. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I record the show yeah on my t- YouTube TV yeah
1: just to watch them for like, sure. I don't think I do that for any other sports show you know out uh, there no right way. now. <laughs>
0: yeah, no but I, I will actually I have it recorded on the DVR. It's the like, best. It literally yeah it it's is the best. It's the best. And I'm and I'm I love Shaq. I love Shaq. I like a lot of what Shaq does. You know, on that show and beyond, like in terms of just professionally, you know, obviously he he's a big basketball guy. He's the greatest, arguably the greatest center of all time. Um, and then he DJs. He does, you know what I mean? A lot of <laughs> yeah. different stuff that I do. Like Shaq is somebody who's like business model. Yeah, I pay who's, close who's attention to. Who's the guy to. that you
2: like? All right, this is like the guy that I'm kind of like trying to get game from. You know what I mean? Like who's that guy? Broadcaster wise? Yeah.
1: Uh, NBA my favorite NBA broadcaster Kevin Harlan Harlan is I mean, the Kevin truth Kevin Harlan of the yeah. the yeah. <laughs> the the is the real yeah the real Harlan's the I like Harlan a lot <laughs> yeah. I mean he's Harlan's the real he he's the real deal I mean the uh, just those big games I mean he 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 comes you know he he exceeds the expectations yeah, yeah. you know when it seems like I mean the bar's already so high and he just finds a way to exceed them every time just the way he's able to just make the game entertaining. Like It feels like you're watching a big game, you know, no matter yeah. what. It could be a regular season game Yeah, in, his, in his pitch and everything is just on point. It, it could be, yeah, like I said, it could be a regular season game in December. You know, we're still several months away from the playoffs. But the way he's broadcasting the game, you feel like it's we're, – we're at least in the playoffs. It's yeah. the Western Conference Finals, you know, or whatnot. Who's
2: your baseball guy?
1: Uh, I have, you know, a few with – the Giants and just those are my influences. So John Miller, Dwayne Kuiper, um, yeah, Dave Fleming, Mike hey, Kruko. Fleming. yep, yeah. The, the I'm, a, I'm, I'm
0: a Fleming. Yeah, Fleming is the, the truth. The core four of uh,
1: Giants broadcasters, and uh, it's gonna be a sad day when they when they depart. It's, but yeah, well, I, I'm, who I'm knows, poor. Man, Garrett
2: poor. Mike. Come, I, come through. <laughs> I
1: don't
2: know. Might be a great day. <laughs> huh? well, I think this is what I'm saying. Like you guys, it feels like you're on the right trajectory, though. Like, are you guys gonna come back to the
0: remix next year? As of, as of right now, that's the plan. But broadcasting is so crazy. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I I don't want the remix to be my final stop either. And so I will be pushing to be to get past the remix, but. As of right now, today, yes, because I have no other plans. I would love to come back to the remix. I, I love, like, it's definitely by far been my favorite sports broadcasting job. You know, because just you know who I get to work with, you know, the the level that it is is such high level stuff. Like, yeah, it's my job until I'm ready to go somewhere else. It's kind of where I'm at
1: with it. Yeah, you're asking me today i'd love to be back for sure for for i I don't work for them so you can just for sure (laughs) no but 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 you know what it's cool because
0: they're they're so cool the people we work with we talked about that on the way here the people we work with up there are so cool that like if a bigger opportunity comes quite frankly they've already expressed to us you know different people have expressed to us like hey we 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 love y'all around here but if something bigger comes along like Don't be shy to let us know because we'll go to bat for you. We'll be references. We'll do all that. So, like, that kind of environment makes me say, like, right away, yes, the plan is to come back to the remix because I'm comfortable enough to know that I can keep growing and building here because I like the job that I already have. And if something else comes along, they support that as well. So that makes it to where, like, if nothing else comes along, like, I'm not. You know, like I, I, I'm cool where I'm at too <laughs> for right now, and uh, yeah, they've been great to work with in, in that regard.
1: Yeah, if you're, I mean, right now, season two. I hope it's, I hope it's in for a renewal <laughs> for sure.
0: Same, <laughs> Same. I, I hope the yeah, executive, think, produ- I, yeah, I the executive g- producers are saying, all right, we run it back yeah, for
2: another season. That's right. The, you know, you guys are gonna get greenlit. Well, I'll it. be honest <laughs> with you, <laughs> and,
0: and and again, I, I just, I'm a straight shooter about it. Like, you know, obviously. I'm a basketball dude. So being in the G League, it's like we kind of talked about it. Minor League Baseball is different. You got single A, you got double A, you got triple A. Then you got the MLB. You got the big leagues where basketball, the G League is basically your version of triple A. And like next stop is the big leagues. And so like with that, being able to be a part of the NBA brand already in such a like in a bit more of an intimate way because you're already so close and can kind of reach out and touch just about anybody at the top. We've obviously already talked about you know how 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 influential and you know how welcoming and open armed the the Blazers broadcasters have been. I've had the fortune of being able to go on the Blazers pregame show already and like yeah, I'm being able to kind of reach out and touch that is very very dope. Um, and, and being in the G League, I feel like is the closest thing to that. I can say, based on where I am from a development standpoint, I would like to do one more year of the G League because um, I think, I think after next year, i I'm, I'm 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 trying to go big. He's ready. I feel what
2: you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like from this
0: is my first year, I feel like this year is my first year with the G and like, you know, I got introduced to it and and it's been going great and I felt I felt the growth from the beginning of the season to now where it's like next year is the year that I'm going to feel like yeah, this seat is mine. I'm comfortable here. I've got my first year out of the way and now I'm coming in ready to cook. I know what to expect. I know who yeah. it is that I work with. Like let's just Put on a show, uh, night what? in and night out. And I feel like from a development standpoint, I'll be ready to go to the big leagues after one more year at the G League. Well, I mean, that's
2: – and the thing, I, the way I think about it is, like, you want to get as much juice out of that squeeze as you possibly for sure. can. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think that you guys are in a good position right now with the remix, except for the fact that, you know, last my last check of the standings, you guys were in eighth. I don't know if that's still the same thing. Like – I I, I want to see the G League. Su- I want to see the remix succeed, and I want to see you know playoff you know action with that team. I don't and I don't I as much see, care
0: about it, that to be honest. Well, with
2: you. I, but I want to see you guys call those games and be like, yeah, everything that's possible to be done in this setting with this team. You've mm-hmm. you've gotten the chance. To I do don't
0: it. I don't care about that. I, I I'll be honest with you. I want to see. Stories like Ashton Hagens and Duopreath far more than I care about wins and losses. I want to see players develop. Get that shot at being able to get to the league. No, I feel what you're and saying. Live Don't get me wrong; like, it's exciting I'm to call just a playoff game. Like but
2: just getting objectively the best experience out for like the craft of br- I all hear the you. stories. Yeah. I, hear are I get great. what you're
0: saying. I get I what you're get saying. But, but thanks,
2: Patch Adams. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. God, like all the love and yeah, that's great. But I'm talking about also like it would be sick to be like, yeah, I called playoff games, home playoff at games any level. At any like, level, that's, that's hard, the case. At any level, that's the case. About at any level,
0: that's the case. But. I also, like I said, I, we had Pooh Jetter on the broadcast with us, and that's one of the big things he talked about is, like, this level is all about development. And, yes, from an Outlook standpoint, calling a, a G League playoff game can help develop you if the opportunity ever comes to call an NBA playoff for game. For sure. I get that. but, but Your the, development
2: is important, too. For you know? sure.
0: For sure. I get that. But what I'm saying is, is, to me, that is, like, my number one priority at this level is to develop Whatever that looks like to be able to ultimately get that next opportunity, Mm. even if it means I might not call a playoff game. And so for me, like those stories of the guy, because at the end of the day, the reality is that's what everybody's here for. Like, You ask any player in the G League, would they rather play in a G League playoff game or get a 10 day contract in the NBA? Every last one of them wants that 10 day. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, every last one. So, like, I I like the G League because you could be real about that and you could be honest about that. Like, Every single player playing in the G League has a goal of wanting to get to the next level more than it is wanting to win a G League championship. I'd rather get a I'd rather get a 10-day contract than a G League ring. Like I'll be honest. You know of what I'm course. saying? Yeah. But but that's what I mean. That's kind of the angle that I'm coming from even as a broadcaster. Like, yeah, whatever moments come, like I love what I do. And I love who it is that I work for, who I work with. So I have no problems in that regard but i'm definitely like i want to develop and get to the next level you know as quickly but also as efficiently as possible and if that means that you know maybe you know i don't get to i don't get to be a part of the fabric of the history of you know the fact that we went to our first playoff game like i can live with that if that means me just being able to really hone in on my skills here at this level will get me to the next level
1: and i mean just Another reason why – you mentioned Hagen's,
0: Yes. Yeah. Another
1: reason why, you know, last year with no G League team, that, that's not happening, it's not happening for the Blazers. Right. This is exactly why they wanted to have this thing implemented, you know, a year earlier than what is typically yeah. expected of G League for teams. Sure. I think the the standard time frame is like 18 to 24 months. Yeah. And they did it in like 10 I mean, that, that's – And now exactly. we put pressure
0: on Phoenix to have to do it by next season because they've right. announced it now. They're like, nah, we're coming in next season. If the Remix could put together a program – Last holdout, right? Yeah, if they're, they're last the last one, ones. Yep. And so, it, obviously, you know, like two or three weeks ago, it got announced that they'll be the last team to be yeah, able yeah, to finally that. get one. They plan on being a part of the league next year, which – it's a quick turnaround.
1: Yeah, It's, <laughs> it's quick. a
0: quick turnaround, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, like I said, I think after next year, I think regardless of what happens with the season, like, I'll I, I really know the ins and outs of this thing. It's always room to learn, and I'm not saying that I want to leave after next year either, but I do feel like personally, just, you know, from a development standpoint, I'll feel a lot more confident in being ready to go to the NBA I, I believe in myself and being one, able to yeah. do it now. But after next year, I think I'm, I'm coming for anybody's head. That's all. I, I appreciate
2: that. You know what I'm saying? Real, I think that's realistic. That's yeah. Like a realistic that, appraisal of like, what yeah. you know what I mean? I think that's very realistic. Yeah. Like, I look up. You feel the like, same way. You're like, if I get one more of these seasons underneath me, like, I'll be I'll be on one. I
1: I think I need at least a couple more years of basketball experience. Just because, mm. again, that, that basketball is your sport. It's my sport. That's what that's I've been sport. doing the whole right. time. Yeah. You know, I, I love basketball, but. Baseball was a sport I've been doing more of, right? So definitely, I feel a little more ready baseball than basketball. So, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I think I I probably need a little bit more development basketball wise. I definitely feel like, all right, you know, maybe that wasn't the best word to use, or you know, that wasn't you know the best, you know, I didn't say that cleanly. Yeah. Um. You know, and that's also just because I'm just adjusting to the pace of it all. It's for sure. It's, it feels faster than an NBA game to be. Yeah. To be honest,
0: it does. As, I, I think in
2: some it cases probably it is. On, yeah, probably on paper is. I mean, you only do yeah. one free throw. Like, I
0: mean, that's <laughs> cutting down a lot of, <laughs> lot of time. Yeah. Well, you do one free throw. You got NBA-level athletes out there, and quite frankly, they play a little harder. And, and to be real, it's like they are NBA-level players, but most of these guys will be role players in the NBA. So none of these dudes are guys that the game just stops for them like you get in the NBA with guys like Luca or Steph or Dame, the superstars essentially in the NBA where everything else stops for them. Find your role, play it to the best of your ability to try to help those guys win a ring and win a championship. Majority of these guys from the G league will be those role player guys in the NBA, which is not a bad thing because quite frankly, you only get 24 all-stars out of 450 players in the NBA. So most of the positions in the NBA that are available are role player positions and people need to start looking at it that way as well. as like, you have to fill out a roster dude and, It's only two to three stars, if that, per team. (laughs) So You're lucky if you have two guys. You're lucky. That's why I said if that. So it's like majority of the jobs that are available are role player jobs. And you get a lot of that sort of hunger and you get a lot of those guys that kind of fit that mold more so in the G League that just need to find the right situation for – their role and what it is that they do and the strengths of their game to be able to just kind of plug in place and ultimately win at the next level. Um So I think in some cases, like, it can be faster and more intense because everybody's just nonstop going. And and the game's not really stopping for too many guys at the G League level like that.
1: Yeah, what do we call it sometimes? Blue, some blue-collar
0: basketball? Blue-collar basketball, <laughs> you know played. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's, it's not a misleading. lot of guys that the game is just stopping for. Like, we watched... <sighs> Who was that? Was that Luca? I watched Luca this year, and it looks slow mo yeah, because he's, he's just so, so good. No, it's so easy, and the game just stopped for like it's almost like everybody just freezes. Everybody just freezes and just let him do whatever it is that he can do, <laughs> and he can do a whole hell of a lot that most can't. <laughs> and it's like that slows things down in, in a particular way, but because he's just so skilled that he can do it smoothly time and again, and it's it's not. The same at the yeah, G he's League He's like level. a savant.
1: He just turned twenty five today. Actually,
0: <laughs> I, I would I would have thought he's already like
1: 28, 29. He's right. twenty five.
2: Ridiculous. <laughs> dude. He's
1: cooking dudes. He's Cooking dudes, man. Yeah, he's <laughs> like dudes. a
2: genius. He's like a real basketball. Like him and Jokic are like of that ilk of like, oh, you guys are like, like Da Vincian. You know what I mean? Like you're just innovating out there constantly. It's very, it's so great that the game is in that level, and that's why I like watching the G up close so much because it's like, you know, they say it all the time. I mean, shit. I've even been. I've even said it. Like, the 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 chasm between all of the the basketball players that don't get to the any professional level, like say to the NBA, right, is incredibly vast. But then the gap between like those four hundred and twenty guys and then the t- other thirty dudes, yeah, is like it, it can be. It, it might as well be just this. The, an ocean or like space, yeah, because it's just they're just they're just on a different level of of it's the game, man. Man. Like K- yeah, Luca, ga- game, Like KD and Braun and Luca, it's <laughs> game
0: stop for those guys. G- because
2: in the G League, you'll you'll be out there, and and I know that you guys talk about this a- about yeah. like okay, who's the guy that like stands out here? You know, like who are the guys? Mm-hmm. There's all, on one team. There's usually a guy that you're like that guy looks the most like a like a ready made nba player. Right. We got
1: we've had this conversation with visiting teams that have come and played the yep. remix and yep. we can typically identify a guy. Yeah. That's like okay yeah, he he he's going to get yeah, he should be, he should be he should be in the like yeah. and we we say guys should be in the NBA but that guy yeah, definitely, definitely should be in the NBA yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. What is he doing here? Yeah. For sure. Why are you at University of Portland right now? Big guy, yeah, you, you should be, be somewhere <laughs> else <laughs> right now. At the preserve form right
1: now. So <laughs> saw <laughs> uh, let's see. We were talking about Scotty Pippen, Pippen Jr. Scotty Pippen
0: Jr. DJ
1: Carden, who just got picked up by yeah, uh, the Raptors. I'm
0: a big Ricky Council guy. Ricky Council, who he's went up still, and his, he's crazy. still going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky Council. Um, obviously, Kenneth Lofton was one of those dudes as well. Like he, he's an NBA dude. I just think he's just kind of he's got to be more of a Barkley. I mean, and even yeah. Doop. Doop.
2: Like, I think that was pretty obvious, Yeah, it too. was obvious. You guys it got one, game, one game We didn't <laughs> yeah. even get
0: to call him. Didn't even get a broadcast. Because that was on the road. And you could just, but obviously we were tuned in because it's the first ever game. And you could clearly see, like, Duop is, is an NBA guy. And now, congratulations to him. He just got his standard contract yeah. in the NBA. Signed a three-year deal with the Blazers. But, but yeah, there are guys that are like, okay, he's... He's league, and then there's like,
1: I mean, Ashton too was Ashton, was the for guy us. for us. Yeah, and we're like, what? Yeah, what's he doing here? Hey, for me, the, yeah. the, the
2: thing that really solidified that for me was that play. That defensive play right in front of the broadcast yeah. table, when he, where he snap, the, pops the ball up, snatches it while he's seated on the ground, yeah. and then just—I was like, <laughs> he, "That, that motherfucker's
0: <laughs> a star!" Like, I'm like, get that, "That was dude the craziest." To get that, him to the show. That was the craziest ass play, and he's made a whole heck yeah. of a lot of them clearly, but that one was like he made a defensive play sitting on his ass, like stole the basketball. <laughs> popped like you said it was and then it was like oh he let, ooh, hear he yeah, let him awesome. hear it for that sure was awesome. for sure but but yeah nah man I, I love it man I love it working with Gareth man with the remix has been great and we got a busy month of March coming up folks so make sure y'all check us out starting this weekend we'll be we didn't even do wind shares today so um you yeah, watch them try to
2: make a playoff push that apparently these
0: fools don't give a shit at all about. But you know, whatever <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I do. I give a fan shit. Of, the team. I, of course no, I'm I give a shit about you, a playoff run. I'm just saying that yeah. it's it's priority. Well, I think they're gonna get there. My I mean, priority is is development for yeah. for everybody. Right. Well I mean coaches, well, players, and of course going to the playoffs and winning basketball can help with that. It can it can help with that for sure. I mean, and that's what the G
2: League has done so far. I mean, you guys have seen so many call ups. I think it's like Sixty, almost
0: sixty call ups. Exactly, yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the fact that, like I think, like I said, Ashton is a dude who I really, truly believes loves the remix. And and again, Justin Manaya talked about this on the broadcast with us, and I feel the same way. Yeah, I get an opportunity to call a playoff game at any level. I'm doing it. Damn it! I just called to reach out to go call a Division Three Northwest Conference tournament games. And was willing to take the drive down to Salem and just do it because I love it that much. And I think Mania talks about, like, it doesn't matter if I'm up playing with the Blazers or down playing with the remix. Like, I love to play basketball. So any opportunity to play basketball or, in my case, any opportunity to be able to broadcast, I, I love that. I want that. But at the same time, like, you can be realistic that, like... I would rather be one of those 60 guys being called up before the playoffs even starting and stick up there, even if it's for the worst team in the league. Then I would yeah. I would rather play for the worst team in the NBA than to play in a playoff game for a G League team. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you're in Portland. So you're the <laughs> it's like, I, and that's okay. You're right, right there think, if, you're,
2: if you you know. I that's think that's okay
0: if you if you're ready, go. <laughs> and yeah. I love to see the stories of those guys going and getting caught up. Like go. Yeah, I
1: mean, this is gonna be a big month of March for G Leaguers. Like yeah, they're, they're, this this is an audition for. Like, April, those final two weeks. like yep. You know, yep. gonna, guys are going to be. Can you, know, you help out? Yeah, can you help us out? You know, we're going to bring you on for a 10-day. And then, honestly, after the regular season, then Summer League. Yep. That's another audition. Coming, for, yep. And a lot of it's going to be G-leaguers yep. trying to get a two-way slot. Exactly. That's uh, what it's all John,
2: about. You pulling, up? you pulling up the Summer League, bro? <sighs> uh, I wish. Baseball. I'm going to be
1: doing baseball. Oh, that's right. What's uh, the
2: name of the team?
1: Uh we, we 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 waiting on it. We we it's to be announced
0: pretty oh,
2: soon. Okay. Pretty soon. Jeez, okay. Pretty soon. I don't want to let you uh, <laughs> you Are yeah, good? You're yeah. well, good. The press release hasn't pre- pre- came pre- out Press Jimmy. release hasn't come yeah. out yet. But, you, uh, you learned your lesson, huh? Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's another story for another time. <laughs> but uh, oh, we Yeah, we, we'll be, be well, That'll be announced soon. But yeah, no, like I said, <laughs> summer league for these guys, another audition. Yeah. I mean, I I can't wait to see, you know, if some of these remixers you know, if they if they don't end up getting a a, a ten day, well, hey, you got summer league to prove for yourself. Sure. And then I wanna see I wanna see a remix player land a, a two way
0: with yeah, another team. That's what it's that, that about. would, that would, that would be the best. About.
1: That would be the best case scenario, yep. I think, for you know, this the franchise and just you know, us as broadcasters as you know, for the staff, you see a guy work his tail off and he's you know, he, maybe he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't a Tajay Moore. Ashton Hagen's getting called up in the middle of the season, but he, s- he stayed with it. You know, performs well in the summer league, and then boom, gets a two way with another team. I mean, that would be that would be awesome. The best. I be be the see, best. Awesome. honestly.
2: I want to see if Antoine can get that thing yeah. off. Of the bench. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, if because yeah. if it's because if so, <laughs> that'll be fun. To He'll watch. have a long career. Yeah, if so yeah, because be, yeah. because
0: that. Ain't going nowhere. That jump shot ain't going nowhere. Obviously, you know, you know he, he's not the biggest, but he's the release. Hey, man, we've the, seen the plenty consistency. of guys. Yeah, like, if he can get no it problem. off, like, it's once it's off, you can forget about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You have to literally stop him from getting it off to slow him down. I mean, of course, you'll have your off nights here to there because that happens for any shooter. But if he gets it off, you might as well start running the other way. I mean, look, maybe aside from last night, but it's going for the Blazers, too. We were
2: we were at that Hornets game, and it was some of the worst display of shooting I've seen in quite some time. But if everybody knows, every true Oregon basketball fan knows, that come March— that's when that's when we start <laughs> hooping around these parts. Shout out to Dave Miller because March is just as uh, for some reason that springtime in Oregon, man, it just it, it brings it out everybody the,
0: happy, opens everything <laughs> up, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think
2: March is going to be fun. You definitely know for sure I'm going to be at the games pulling up. You already know I'm going to be there.
0: Yeah, for sure. We got games this weekend. Check us out uh, Friday 6 p.m. We got the Iowa Wolves coming to town. We'll be at the Child Center, and then Sunday and Monday, we got a 3 p.m. tip-off Sunday versus the Memphis Hustle, and then we plan right back again on Monday at 6 p.m. all at the Child Center. It'll be on Fox 12+. plus. Of course, Gareth will be on the call, and I will be alongside him on the call doing my thing as an analyst while he keeps things going for us in the play-by-play seat gareth man i'm glad you was able to make it this way man and pull up
1: this was a lot of fun gentlemen
0: (laughs) we've been we've been wanting to make
1: this happen for for a while and so it's just an honor honor you guys are you guys are again didn't know you you guys coming in you know and now i I call you guys my friends and and this is just this has been awesome
2: Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're on the team, brother. (laughs) We're locked in. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) We're locked in. On that note, we're gonna leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and And go in.